y'all, I'm getting scared. You should be, girl. <laughs> oh, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're the one like with four week. kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous, Kayla, because um, the way that Bash re- reacted to Loxley was a little scary. He what was he not do? having it. We'll, we'll talk about that. We're, we're going to talk about bringing home a new baby, a.k.a. Who is this kid in my house? <laughs> What's this new thing taking up all my mom's attention? We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms, all at the same time and never in the same order. (laughs) This is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Welcome to Hi, My Name is Mom. Today, we're talking about bringing home a new baby which I'm about to do imminently, imminently. Imminently. <laughs> and, um, and Bash is so possessive of me right now. I mean, he wants me all the time. He will straight tell Ty, no, I want mommy to change my diaper. And I'm like, I mean, it's is it sweet that he wants me to change his poop and then sticks his hands in the poop? Is that No. <laughs> like, or did Ty teach him that? Maybe to keep what? him from changing the diaper. Oh my gosh, that would have been so brilliant. And then I would almost have to respect how brilliant it was. Couldn't even be mad. Anyway, uh, I'm a little worried because, you know, Bash is around other little kids at his preschool, but he's not usually around babies. And (laughs) Kayla was over with Loxley and it was like a mixed bag. At first, he was very skeptical of her. And then he would hand her something, but with a look that was very suspicious and then we realized we completely confused him because we wanted to talk about the idea of baby sister. So we ended up getting him this little doll um, that's like just a little tiny baby doll because his teachers at school told us that he always goes for like a little baby doll rather than like a puppy stuffed animal or whatever. Aww. So he opens it and unprompted, he goes, it's baby sister. And we were like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. But then I'll also tell him baby sister's in my belly. And then he also thinks that Loxley is his baby sister. And so I had this conversation with him the other day that I wish I'd been recording because he was telling me that he saw this other little baby um, at school. And he's like, oh, my friend was a baby. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, kind of like baby sister will be a baby. I go, you know, where is baby sister? Bashy. And he goes, "Um, baby sister is in your belly and in my bed. And also she's walking around. So (laughs) poor kid is totally confused because clearly he understands baby sisters in my belly. When he said in his bed, he meant his doll. And then the one that's walking around or trying to walk around was clearly Loxley. So I I guess I'm I'm getting nervous because there's such a smaller age gap. So I feel like it's going to be a completely different thing from when we brought Bash home and Rad was already five and we could talk to him and rationalize with him. So... I mean, I feel, Jen, I feel like you're the one who has the most experience with this. So I feel like I need your advice because you have kids of different ages and brought them home at different times. So, um, yeah, what? Tell me all the things. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I will say bringing this baby home to these two is going to be very different than bringing Bash home to Rad because of one of the reasons you mentioned. And that's just like the age, you know, my mom told me when I was pregnant with Charlie 
as soon it doesn't matter how small Ava is, as soon as you bring Charlie home, Ava's going to seem massive. Yes. And I just remember that it's like she seemed massive and she was like a year old, you know, like it was like crazy. So that's like that's the first thing. I, and that I, that I honestly I'm so excited about meeting baby girl. And I'm also going through this heartbreak at Bash not being the baby. I remember like we only moved our kids out of our bed when a new one was coming in. Right. And I remember Mason was so old. He was like four by the time we were pregnant with Evelyn. And it was kind of sad. I was like, okay, now you have to sleep next to mommy on the floor. You can't sleep in the bed. <laughs> he got, kicked, oh, out he got kicked out. And I'm like, my kids are going to have these like crazy, like psychoses as they like get older about like me making room for the younger one all the time. My I'm going to feel says, like I'm changing adult diapers. Yeah. I'm going to like, that is true. The newborn's gonna come home and Bash is gonna be like, okay, well let's let's Yeah, get he's you. gonna especially in those cute little pajamas with the little moccasin slippers he has, he's gonna seem like a little like grumpy old man to you compared yeah. to yep. Well my mom always said like you know, don't introduce a baby like in your arms to another baby. That was like the best piece of advice she gave me. And we were different because, you know, when we were introducing our kids, we were allowed to be in the hospital and have the kids come to the hospital and introduce, you know, and meet baby brother or sister that way. Um, But I always thought that was a really good piece of advice. Like the last, she's like, you you don't want to have me holding the baby when your, your baby walks into the room, you want to have the baby like maybe between your legs, like on the bed or on a boppy, like next to you so that you can hug your, hug your baby and then bring him up and like, let him see baby sister. Um, That's really good advice. Cause I remember a different time when I was holding Loxley when she was littler uh and Bash was like, wait, what is this? And he even gets jealous if, Radley is sitting on my lap. He's like, nee, 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 nee. Oh, no, Bash is so funny because he would sit there and he'd want Loxley to be there. But then like if she would touch his toys, no, that's the one he wants. Mm-hmm. And then he would keep changing his mind on which one she was allowed to play with. And it ended up being she just wasn't allowed to touch his stuff. Right. That's how it goes. <laughs> too. They just they don't, don't understand the concept of sharing. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. like, sorry, you don't get it. It's not I mean, yeah. you're not keeping that. It's funny, too. Like, you know, when we introduced Evie to the brood, because there were a lot of them at that point. Right. <laughs> um, we brought Ava in and Ava kind of like held her and from there brought the boys in because she it was so special for her and so important you know she had like asked for a baby sister for so long and you know she told us that like god god knows she needed a baby sister and that's how it was going to be and we were just kind of like okay you know like you seem really confident that you know you're gonna have baby sister so for her it was it was a little just a little different because i think she always felt like Evelyn was like kind of hers, you know, I don't know for, for, for us. And I can tell you unequivocally, most people that I talk to in this situation, it's not the first week or so of having the baby home where you see a lot of the, you know, frustration and acting out and things like that. It's about six months in. And it's that period where they realize that like this new shiny plaything that they just got like Christmas day, this like little baby sister or brother is not going anywhere. <laughs> and it's like a permanent fixture in mom's arms and in mom's life. And in many situations, like sometimes room and furniture and things like that, it has taken over those things that used to be theirs. So the six month mark is the mark. I always tell people pay close attention because when you start seeing issues, 
I, you wouldn't believe the number Delayed. of moms. Yeah. The number of moms I know they're like, oh, well, he started peeing in the bed again all of a sudden. And I was like, how old is your newest one? And they're like five and a half months. And I'm like, that's it. It's, it, it is then. It's this very weird. They also become more, yeah. more like little humans with personalities around that yeah. time, whereas they don't do much the first few months. Yeah. I think that kind of makes sense. It's a, it's a, it's a combo. Yep, for sure. For sure. Kayla, we, I know we talked last week a lot about, you know, getting pregnant again or adopting. And I know that you are just open to, you know, the universe in terms of like, you know, what your plan is, but what do you think, how do you think that's going to go with the dogs and cats and Loxley? Like how's this going to unfold at some point for you guys? Well, I've said many times that I didn't know I had dogs until I had a baby. <laughs> Love that I so much. truly did not realize how obsessed I was with my animals until I brought a child home. And I'm like, go away, go. There's like hair everywhere. Like, and I am, <laughs> I almost to the point where I feel bad because of you guys see me with my animals. Like I'm still like totally obsessed with them and love with them, but they're Except dogs for forgetting now. to feed them early on. I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, interestingly, the thing that I feel like a lot of our listeners really could stand to hear some takeaway about is how you brought Loxley home to dogs because there were so many animals. Like, how did you introduce her to five? Was it five? Three dogs and two five cats, right? Yeah. Okay, how did so you do that? I will share. I actually have videos. When you first bring her home, I mean, they, they just kind of are there, you know, they don't really do anything. And she was so tiny. She was five pounds when we brought her home um, that the dogs kind of sniffed her, but they didn't know what was going on. I think the, the biggest adjustment was me sitting in the nursing chair every night with her and them not having my full attention, especially Glenda. Cause Glenda's always like been on my lap, but, and she's just now learning to like coexist with Loxley, but nobody really wants anything to do with her. Like they, they keep their distance. They're kind of scared of her because she's a wild child. So with Loxley being my first, I really don't have a ton to go on other than what it was like when I grew up. I'm the youngest. And so um, I never had the experience of my mom bringing a little sibling home. But I do know that my middle sister, Rhea, had some like extreme issues when my mom brought me home. She actually um, didn't talk to my mom, didn't want anything to do with her. And Raya and I are 13 months apart. And so that's close. Uh, that, yeah, really close. And so um, when she finally went up to my mom to talk to her, like at one years old, um, when my mom brought me home, she my mom thought she was going to kiss her and she bit her lip so hard it made my mom's lip bleed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting. I'm not sure I realized that you and Rhea were so close in age. Brooke yeah. and I are 15 months apart. And I thought that actually was re like really close, but I, I love being so close in age to her now. But when we were growing up, man, we fought like cats and dogs. Oh yeah. Rhea and I fought all the time. And I will say even to this day, if I get into 
a rivalry with one of my siblings. I never fight with Leah, but Raya and I, to this day, we just got into it at Christmas time over literally over what I was buying her daughters for Christmas. Like, <laughs> like we, and it's not even, it's never the subject. It's always the approach on both of our ends um, and how we receive and how we give. like, we just like are constantly butting heads on our communication. <laughs> That's how Brooke and I were. I mean, we were extremely, extremely competitive. And I think it's because, you know, we were always just one grade apart in school. So it was almost immediate, immediate after I graduated high school that we became friends and became close. But we fought, we physically fought, we argued. I mean, it was like a circus. It was a circus. So (laughs) not, not very great, I will say. But Lindsay and I were a lot closer because there was a little bit more of an age difference. And so there was less to compete for, you know? Um, but yeah, after, after I left home, it was so much better. <laughs> I don't that know sounds, that says about me. That but. sounds like exactly my sister and I. We're yeah. a little under two years apart. I don't remember a time without her ever. And I don't really know what it was like. I haven't talked to my mom about what it was like. You're older than her, correct? Mm -hmm. So under two years. And my mom always said I was kind of like a little adult. So I think I was helpful with the baby. But my sister and I were just like both of you guys are talking about with your sibling that's close. We fought physically. And I was kind of a wimp like with my sister. (laughs) And I actually remember one time where my sister, my sister would kind of like, you know, like she, she was she was more like the big sister and my mom actually held her down and she was like you need to hit her back and I was like no and I was crying because my mom wanted me to hit my little sister and then my sister was crying she's about to get hit I mean this is all very gentle like when sure. I say hit but stand up uh, for yourself kind of hit yeah I know it was hard for her because well it's hard for her because I did things so close to when she did them so if I just learned to tie my shoes and then she tied her shoes and I'm like Oh, I can do that already, like however many months ago. And so, and then I was jealous of her because she, like, I broke my parents in. So I was the one that they were more strict on. And, you know, I I couldn't get this car or that one. And then my sister got to have it. And so, but those things really went away as soon as I was out of the house, just like you said. I have to interject here because interestingly, I was not the one that paved the way. Brooke was the one that used to like break out of the house at night and like break curfew. And she was the one that did all the fun experimenting. Oh, that's Well, so but funny. see, we're the older siblings and we're yeah. the goody two-shoe rule followers. But I don't know which comes first, like the parents being more strict on the older one. And so the, the younger one realizes they can get away with it. The second one is like testing all the boundaries. I thought you were saying that you were the one that would like break curfew and stuff like that. No, 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 no. My I, I I was saying I broke my parents in, in terms of like, they figured out what they wanted those rules to be, what worked for everyone. But Katie was the one who was much more bold about asking for what she wanted, being willing to sort of like bend the rules. In fact, to this day, we were actually laughing over Christmas because there was something funny that came up and she just kind of smirked and she's like, you have no evidence. you know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh my God. But, but after once I once I left, um, once I left for college, we got a lot closer. And then I went through um, losing my best friend when I was 20 and it was just horrific. And she was like another sister to me. And my sister was there for me just unconditionally. And it really, it was so awful to go through. Um, But I will always remember so potently how there she was for me at every single moment. And it just took our relationship to a different level of depth, even as sisters. And to this day, like she is my best friend. We really don't, 
I can remember like one or two times of us having tension between us over the past 20 years. It was almost like once that flip, like that switch was flipped of us becoming close. We've just always had each other's backs. Like, I think she is amazing. I look up to her, even though she's my little sister. I call her for advice. We have like these different roles that we play for each other. Like she calls me to go like, here's what I want to say. I'm calling you because you'll say I shouldn't say it. And I'll be like, yeah, you shouldn't say it. And I'll call her to go like, you know, I need you to bolster me up so that like give infuse me with some of that confidence so that I will stand up for myself. So um, oh, that's funny. See, so I still do. thinks I'm like she still thinks I'm like the geekiest, Aww. nerdiest. I think you're super cool, Jen. (laughs) And you know, it's funny you say that that because I was like, it's just funny, like the narrative that your sisters have of you as a kid and they don't like it's really hard to change that initial perception. And when it's ingrained in you for so many years, like so many formative years, even. Yes. it, It is interesting because I have, you know, been an executive vice president, right? In television, I have, you know, done lots of things and traveled lots of places and and produced lots of shows with lots of great people. And my sister still sees me as this like little girl that's not as cool as she is. Like, and there's Aww. no way I'm not as cool as she is. I admit that. <laughs> I, I can, I can relate to you so much on that. Like on so many, like, no matter what I do, I still don't know. Like, I'm just still Kayla. This conversation about our siblings is encouraging because of how most of us ended up being really close. But in the short term, I'm terrified because it was those shorter age gaps where the trouble started. And that's what I'm getting ready to deal with. Well, we touched earlier on age, you know, and how Ava's so helpful now with Evie because she's like really the big sister. And that's certainly a big factor, I think, in how the kids react. But I also think, Corey, the boy, girl, boy, boy, girl, girl sort of dynamic in a family is also different because Bash and this little sister, they probably won't be competing for groups of friends. Do you know what I mean? Like Brooke and I, part of our issue was like the neighborhood kids, the girls that were between our ages, it was very competitive. Like for some reason we couldn't be friends, all of us. It was like Brooke's friends or Jen's friends. Right. And, and I do think there's a different dynamic between boy girl siblings that is such a good point because all three of us come from having sisters that we had that um that more you know tricky relationship with when we were little yeah it's true also older kids have a much better understanding of what to expect like you'll see with with um radley this time as well he he'll get it you know he'll just totally get it and he'll be helpful to you and he might even be able to change her diaper very quickly you know and and help you out, you know, giving her baths, not that you're going to leave her him alone with her, but you know what I mean? Like just be an extra great set of hands. Um, and that definitely can, can help out a lot, but for both him and Bash, there are a lot of things that, that can happen and can kind of like rear their heads from time to time. Like, you know, you might sort of see complete and utter disinterest. Like yeah, Bash might just ignore the baby, pretend she doesn't exist. Absolutely. Um, Or go back to his bed and be like, there's baby sister. Like, that's baby sister. I don't know who that is. Yeah. But that's baby sister. (laughs) But, you know, like the acting out, the sort of bad behavior for attention, you know, the whole like any attention is good attention thing for a kid. 
you know, you might see some of that. You might see regression. Even. We saw, yeah, we saw a little of that with Rad. I think it, it came out differently than it would with a littler kid, but it was less about him regressing and more about him just really needing more attention. Whereas he was very confident that he had all of our attention. And then all of a sudden, like I'm nursing the baby and he's like, hey, mom, look at me. And I'm like, you are not doing anything. And he's like, but look at this, a waka, waka, waka. So it was <laughs> like that's kind of remained, but that's really how that regression sort of manifested with rad i noticed that at home for thanksgiving because there's um there's eight grandkids on my on my side and the youngest is now four other than loxley and she's been the baby for four years and has had all this attention and all of a sudden loxley's home and she's this baby that my entire family's been praying about not making her any more like special but just everyone was so excited to have Loxley here for the first Thanksgiving and Christmas. And my niece was like, what about me? I'm the baby. And it was funny. She couldn't handle the grandparents' attention to the new baby. Yeah. Well, and like when uh, Bash was around Loxley, the safety thing, that really scared me before we had Bash because Rad wants to be helpful and we try to try to do that. But I had these, you know, when you're paranoid, when you're pregnant all the time and I would be like, he's going to try to be helpful and give the baby a bath and not realize how dangerous that is. Or like or give, the, give baby the baby a, a break. Yeah. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Something like that. Oh. And, yeah, and the that, food thing that yeah. happened at Christmas. Like yeah. my niece um, tried to give her something, and he, Corey, even at your house, remember Radley brought me um, a string cheese. String cheese. Yeah, he, he's like, here, she need a snack, and he brought me a string cheese yeah. for Loxley. I have a horrifying picture that I need to try and find so we can share because I was taking a picture of Charlie in the swing. I mean, he's a new baby, like just a couple weeks old. And I was kind of looking at him and I was like, wow, his tongue looks really red. I was like, does he have some kind of like nursing blister? He had a red bouncy ball in his mouth and I was taking a picture of him anyway. But I was like, oh my gosh. And it was so horribly timed as he was opening his mouth. I'm like, what is that? You know, like, what is that thing? And and even like with Ava, because she was only, you know, she's a year and a half, a year and a half. Right. So like with her throwing like blankets up there, like her memes, her little like yeah. loveys, like thinking she's being helpful and it would like yeah. sort of smack him in the face. And she didn't realize she's covering his face all of a sudden. Those things scare me. Yeah. Too, you know, and that doesn't even include the actual trying to be aggressive. Baby. Right. <laughs> right. When Bell, my out. sister pulled me off the couch. Like legit when I was a few months old, like just oh, no. off the couch. I mean, I guess the younger ones are resilient. You know, I feel like Bash is way tougher than Rad about being kind of wrestled around and dragged and Rad like <laughs> grab him by the hood of his hoodie. And I'm like, you can't do that. But then Bash was basically almost kicking Loxley in the face repeatedly, just completely clueless. And yeah. Kayla was so chill about it. But I'm like, he has no idea. He's like stomping on her. And Loxley's just like, <laughs> I will say Loxley is tough. And that kind of scares me for bringing another kid home because like she, she could literally get stomped on by a two year old. And she's like, eh. but I'm worried that my next kid, you're going to be like, oh, did a feather hit you? And she's going to cry because like Loxley's rough. She I ended up with a uh, my eye having an abrasion oh, yeah. on New Year's Day because you know pets there. probably contribute to that too. She's you know like dogs running around. And yeah, it's like crazy, and so that's yeah. what she's like ah all the time. Yeah, so. I, my next child will probably end up in the hospital from something on Moxley. <laughs> you know, one of the things, though, that always kind of got me, like when kids or toddlers are like angry about a baby is there are so many of my friends that tried to 
transition their child to like a toddler bed from a crib or away from a security item or any like insert any number of developmental milestones right here, right as a new baby was coming home. And although it's helpful to have one of your kids out of diapers before you have a newborn, and although it's helpful to have them in a toddler bed, it's like, it's also taking them out of their kind of comforty space to me always seems like very forcing backwards. them to grow up a little too fast. You're yeah, rushing like, milestones on them to fit because your Because of the new baby. Right. And so I, that's always something that, that I have never, I feel like you will have a less mad child if you just sort of work with them in the confines of the developmentally appropriate time in their own life, you know, separate and apart from like whether or not you're bringing a baby home, you know, like if you were going to potty train bash right now, cool. But potty training him because you're bringing a new baby home to me seems like a recipe for disaster. I know you're not doing that, but do you know what I mean? You know, I really bash. You need to wipe your own butt because I'm not wiping two butts. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, we actually are. That's a whole other topic, but we're taking our time with that because we learned our lesson with Rad of trying to trying to potty train him too early so yeah and and I also don't think that when you're when a kid is going through a big change at home I don't think that's the best time to try to make big changes yeah things anyway it's time it's like literally the time to try to keep as much as you can the same I feel like like why give their pacifier away to the pacifier fairy we did transition bash to a toddler bed it's but it's because he was standing up on the edge of his crib and leaping from it (laughs) (laughs) I need to share that picture actually we have so many fun pictures for this episode. Yeah, we would go, but this was months ago. And he just realized he could do it and then didn't care and just went back to not crawling out of his crib. And then we also moved him to a room that has thick carpet, so we were less concerned. But he would he would be laying on the top edge of his crib, just completely spread out like planking. And we just walk in and be like, oh, hey. And he would have on a sleep sack. <laughs> Moving forward, thinking about bringing another baby home. Um, at some point, I have to get a routine because right now we are so relaxed. I work from home. We're in the process of getting a part-time nanny, um, but we're pretty free for all in the sense of it's her sleep schedule. I let her sleep in as late as she, like, I don't have to get her to daycare. I don't have to wake her up. I don't have to like get her up every morning. I let her sleep when she wants. I let her take a nap when she wants. We don't really have a routine. And I know that I can't have that same loose lifestyle um, if there's two in the mix. Like there's going to have to be some type of schedule and routine. And even now, before I bring a baby home, I need to establish that just for our own sanity. Um, I've been so kind of free spirited, I feel like, since I brought her home, which is out of like my normal realm. I'm usually... I, I Controlling? <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> Again, Corey, no, there's the a beauty. Time. There's a beauty to that first kid. We were like that with Radley, where mm-hmm. you know we just weren't beholden to a schedule. And we didn't have to be, and it worked for us at that time. But yep. it really is. I mean, just kind of you know, like leaning more on things that can help with the sibling transition. Yeah, this was a big one for us. Again, like Rad didn't go to any kind of daycare school or anything till he was three. He was just home, so he would just sleep when he slept and wake up when he woke up. And and while that is such an amazing thing, it's weird because it also creates a little bit of stress because you don't really know how to plan anything. He was very laid back, um, but it was hard for me to to know, well, when can I grab that time? When's he going to nap? Whereas with Bash, he's I think it's just the nature of the kid, too, and him being a second child and us just our life needing to be a little more structured. Rad was already in school. 
So I would have to wake Bash up at a certain time to put him in the car to take Brad to school. And then he started his Montessori school at one. And so he had to be he had to be on a routine. And there is also a freedom in routine because I know that Bash will go down within this half hour and sleep until about this time until his whole sleep schedule is shifting. So I do think there is a certain amount of um, sort of calm that that routine will give you whenever you decide to to be a little more scheduled. Even just trying to manage right now, I've been saying for months that like, I need to get a routine. I need this. And I need to be a little bit more regimented with my like day-to-day life. Um, I think between having a baby uh, in this whole like quarantine thing where you, there's not really a ton of places to go right now, like to be honest. And so it, I've gotten into this like super homebody groove, which is not my jam normally. But um, yeah, we're going to have to get out of that for baby number two. <laughs> It's so interesting to hear you say that having the schedule is freeing. I always thought it was the opposite. So I love hearing that, that it's like freeing for you. We kind of had the same mentality of like a baby fits into your life. You don't fit into a baby's life. And with all my kids, it was like they could sleep anywhere. They could sleep in the car, in the stroller. So it gave me the freedom to be able to kind of plan my day, plan my life. And like, no, they would just sleep wherever they were, you know. And if like I had her at a restaurant, it's like I put her in a stroller and she'd just go to sleep. Or if I wanted to walk to Starbucks, it's like she'd sleep or whatever. But I do think there's something interesting in, in like the freedom of knowing you have your chunk of time between one o'clock and three 30. So I get, yeah. I get that. That's a nice, like, yeah. And, and part to. of it for us was forced because we just had two really different kids where rad was like that and would sleep anywhere, but bash will not sleep unless he's in his bed. And so while he's the most amazing, brilliant sleeper, and I would not trade that, that's cool. he is not going to sleep in a stroller. He's not, even when he was tiny, he barely slept in a stroller, stroller. He wants to be in his bed with his space and his sound machine and his little lovey. And then he is good. Like, he'll be like, put me in my bed. You don't have to do a whole routine to put him down. As long as it's his bed, he's in. He's so good. it really, yeah, it kind of forced the issue for us. That's awesome. But speaking of things that help, um, I don't feel like I'm an expert on this by any means, but I do know that like so many topics that we talk about, I think communication, even with little kids, I think they understand so much like me needing to clarify that there are not three different baby sisters. All I've done is confuse <laughs> Sebastian, but we really prepped Rad with books, with conversations, with being really honest with him about like, I remember he, like, one time made up a song about a chicken uterus. And I was like, how does a how does a four-year-old, like, he knew that the baby's growing in a uterus, you know? Like, that's, uh, I don't know. He's just, he likes to know how things work. And, um, and who knows? That's probably going to lead to more conversations here soon. But um, we told him the baby's going to cry a lot. The baby's going to wake you up sometimes. The baby's going to need a lot of attention. The baby's going to want to knock all your things over. I mean, we literally let him go. He got his wallet out and he goes, Mom, do you know where, where there would be some baby stuff for sale? Aww. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I do, buddy. And he's like, well, I know that, you know, you said the baby's going to want to knock my things over. So I thought I would buy the baby something to knock over. And he bought like those, um, those Melissa and Doug cardboard things that look like bricks. Oh, my gosh. And would literally pile them up to knock them over. So I think that just talking to him about that was really helpful. And um, despite the confusion with Bash, I think having had at least some idea of baby sister will hopefully be helpful. The other thing I think was kind of fun. I don't know if you guys if you guys did this, Jen, but um, 
I got Rad a present from the baby for him and let him pick out something that was special from him to bash. And he had this little backpack of things for the baby when he showed up at the hospital. Oh, we did that. So sweet. So I'm going to do the same thing where the baby is getting the boys a present. And, you know, I'm just kind of hoping that I can let them know their special place in the family. Like Rad will always be my oldest, the one who made me a mom. Bash will always be my baby boy. And then baby girl will obviously be the baby. And oh, my gosh, I can't believe she's going to be here. I know. I love that you said that too, Corey, because my kids are always trying to trick me. They're all like, who's your favorite? And I'm like, you're all my favorite. <laughs> and they go, no, really, you can tell me you're, who, who's your favorite. And like to each of them be like, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. But no, really what I tell them is like, Charlie is my favorite big boy. Mason's my favorite young boy. It was my favorite big girl. Abby's my favorite little girl. You know, like that it's, I think it's really important that they all know they have a place they have a spot. It's there. like a sacred, untouchable spot. Absolutely. In the family. Yep, it's true. I'm my parents' favorite. Of course you are. Them. They don't have any other children at all. No. I Rad, has, Rad has tried to trick me and he'll be like, Mom, I love you more than anyone else, even Daddy. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, buddy, I love you. And he's like, so who do you love the most? Oh. And I'm like, I love all my babies equally. One of the things that like... You know, for us, that has been helpful is allowing my kids the space to be helpers because they have one adult sometimes to minor the baby's detriment. But other times it's (laughs) been truly, truly nice. Um, I try not to like force it on them, but where I see an opening for them, you know, I snatch it up because, you know, Ava and Mason learned very early how to change Evie's diapers. Charlie had no interest in it whatsoever, but, but Mason and, and Ava both did and they learned how to do it and they're better for it. I love seeing little boys change diapers, by the way, because I always say I'm raising someone's husband, like not, you know, just a human. It's like someone else's husband. It's like a very big responsibility to have. So I'm like, I want to raise the husband that's going to change the diaper. I can maybe I'll have to have Mason talk to Rad. I haven't been able to. Rad is so helpful, but he's he's like not going anywhere maybe near the if diaper. It's not poop. Maybe if it's like a pee diaper. He would oh, I have pee. tried, and he's like, oh. no, mom. But oh. but at the same time, he will get his. He put his baby brother down for a nap the other day. T- this oh. morning, he said, um, I was getting, I was about to get Bash up for school, and he's like, Mom, can I get him up? And I was like, selfishly thinking, I only have like another week or so of being able to do that before I'm gonna, you know, have new baby. And I was like, well buddy why don't we do it together and he was like that's okay mom and then I felt so bad because he was so excited he likes to go sing to him so he definitely he definitely does embrace that role of being a helper and I think he will he will be the one who is probably more helpful with bash even than the new baby and hopefully that attention from his big brother is helpful well that'll also probably cement their bond in totally you know even though they obviously have a very good bond now for me the main takeaway that i can provide is that even though you know there's going to be hard moments you know there's going to be trying times you're definitely going to get through them the regressions won't last forever we all know siblings are going to become friends most of the time most of us do and you know you can only do so much so the truth is you kind of have to give it up a little bit and let it, let it go and step back and just know that it's going to happen. It's not the first time. It's certainly not going to be the last for other people. I mean, the last deadly time. And it's going to just kind of all be fine eventually, you know? Um, scare you, Corey, or what? Honestly, it feels a lot better just to talk it out because it makes me remember 
that like so much with parenting that the wins outweigh the hard stuff. You know, even just talking it out with you guys, like remembering. In fact, I should share the video of when Rad first met Bash. It was just priceless. And we went through some hard stuff. But at the end of the day, like seeing them together, um, Bash told me he wants to hold the baby. And so that those little things so far outweigh the hard stuff. And it just does kind of like make me remember that it's like it's not going to go the same way. No, like you can only be so prepared, just like a birth plan, just like anything. And so um, it actually makes me feel a lot better to talk about it with you guys. Oh, well, it's it, I know we focused on a lot of the hard stuff and a lot of the kind of the the more negative sides of introducing a sibling. But there's going to be so many moments that are priceless or funny or just like. You know, just so like, I don't know, make you just warm and happy. It also helps that you're just wearing a towel on your head. Sorry about that. That that actually has just like made it impossible to be too stressed out because Jen has like, it's like the 1950s (laughs) towel wrap look going on. The towel turban. I mean, honestly, I I could get used to this look. It's it's helping my hair dry so that I can go out tonight. (laughs) It's mom multitasking with a capital M. I wanted to reach out to a few of our friends online to see what their experiences were like. And we got some funny ones. Um, one uh, friend said 19 months apart, first month was absolute hell, but it's better now. <laughs> and I feel like that's the general experiences most people have, that it's hard at first, but then eventually they know they're not going anywhere, that they're stuck with this sibling. They better get along with it. Uh, someone else said that it's slightly less excited when they realize how much newborns need to nurse, which I think is another thing when you were saying you had to tell Radley that Bash is going to take up so much attention. I think that's probably one of the biggest obstacles that siblings face is just the time that it's it, hard to figure out your time. It's hard to the, yeah. the scariest things when you're when you have your second baby are can I love another one just as much and how am I going to divide the time and the love? Well, I love reading these. Um, if you guys are on our socials, keep sharing experiences because we want to reshare them. We want to know what it was like when you brought a sibling home and how your kids reacted. Um, and we also just love hearing from you anyway. So if you have anything else to say, please reach out to us at Hi, My Name is Mom Official on Instagram and Facebook. Coming up next week, it is our last week with Corey before she goes to have baby girl. So we are diving in to a really good topic, and that is how we divide up who does what at home. Who does what at home? What's the divvying up of those chores? How does it work in your house? And uh, I'm just going to be making sure that I have everything I need in my hospital bag and just sort of like waddling my way through the next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Have a good week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Your name is Mom.